Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, back in the, back on the porch. Uh-oh, that thing that you nearly tripped on, that's, that's, that's yours. All right, here with us here, and uh, we'd love to uh, have your calls, too. I'll tell you right now, we're going to visit with folks along the way in the show, uh, Trace will... Uh, probably tell us some of the things that are going real well that are on sale, but we've got the blood drive here. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center had a, a hundred people that signed up, so uh, we're eager to to hear how that goes, and uh, we uh, are eager to uh, to have, make that a big success. And the Lions Club is here. Do you want to come on up, and we'll start up. Got Sam Pantusa is here, and uh, he's going to introduce you us to folks. Just talk in. Now you, nah, you can just you talk. Can, you can just talk, and you'll be fine. All right. Sam, how's it going? Good to see you guys. Good to be out. Thank you. We're really excited. I know Trace was excited that finally you could have an event out here. We Yeah. Uh, Lions Club uh, have a lot of things that we are involved in that uh, try to help in the community with. And so over the last few months, most of the focus has been a little different than normal because yeah. we're trying to help the food bank and do meals on wheels and all those kinds of things but uh today we're out here and really appreciate the fact that we have such a great business partner in Millburgers, trace and uh stacy and the whole family out here just uh, roger treats us just great <laughs> roger and, and uh really appreciate the opportunity to be able to be with you guys too yeah we've got some free vision screening going on out here we usually say it's for kids but actually our mobile unit takes kids and adults, and so we're inviting folks to come out and get uh, their vision tested. And, uh, of course, if we find folks that have need and don't have the ability to follow up with exams and glasses, we help with that, too. Uh, we're out here with the uh, blood mobiles today because we really want to put the focus on their need. And so many of us have come out to sign up as well as work our, our unit. Uh, but with us today... You know, last time I was here, we had a fellow that talked for a little bit. His name is David Splittick. And back then, we weren't sure whether he was going to be our district governor or not. But uh, even I voted for him. So I want to introduce oh, you to man. our new district governor-elect, David Splittick. Hey there, David. How are you? You, just... you kind of look like a governor. <laughs> Do you think so? Uh, <laughs> That's, I, was that a compliment? Yeah. Can you give us a rundown on this virus? Uh, uh, well, I tell coronavirus. No, I just, I'm not sure I could give you any of the details, but I can tell you that our lions are out there trying to help folks there you that go. are uh, affected by it. Uh, one of our big things is just strengthening our own community. So yeah. anything we can do to help our communities deal with whether it's coronavirus or like Lion Sam said, all the, the issues with food and health, we're ready to do it. 
Uh, it's great to be out here at Millburgers. I can't say enough about uh, what a good community partner Millburgers has been yeah, for they... Lions and I think for, for the entire San Antonio community. And we really appreciate that. And we're just trying to, to work, uh, be good partners, good stewards, anything we can do to help people maintain their health, uh, promote good vision, we're ready to do it. Well, David, yeah, that, that's really the, the, the mission of the Lions Club is uh, that eyesight and health, and and uh, this fits perfectly. Both the, And you guys collaborate a great deal with the blood drive at the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. We sure do. Yeah, anything to dealing with health. Uh, one of the things that Lion Sam has done very effectively is work with the UT Health Science Center with the, the uh, ophthalmology department, so we're working with them, too. Uh, it really, it all fits together, so... We're just pleased to do it, and, and thanks for for having us out sure. here this afternoon. And y'all are going to be here till three, right? Yeah, we'll be here uh, till three. And uh, one last thing we want to mention is that we are collecting used eyeglasses. Yeah, good. I'm glad you brought that up. Because we have a uh, recycling program that operates out of Midland, Texas. And uh, folks ask all the time, okay, what's the simplest way to donate? Well, the the best way is to come out here to Millburgers because yeah. they have a collection box that's here. Year round now, no good. and I just—I was just able to pick up about seventy-five pair that they had collected since the last time wow. I was here. Wow! So we appreciate that. But uh, if you have need, you can call me at the Lion Sight Research Foundation, and my number is two one zero three two six three nine one five. And from our foundation, we collaborate and make sure that all the clubs in the area are able to serve people in their particular geographic area. So we get lots of calls for people who are in need of exams and glasses. In fact, the last couple of weeks I've had several have called because people have lost their jobs because of the virus, and now everything is kind of on hold, and so we've been able to help them. Uh, we also have our low vision clinic, which we work in collaboration with the UT Health Ophthalmology Department, as Lion Dave was saying earlier. Uh, we do a lot of work with the Lighthouse for the Blind, too, and, yeah. and the kids program there. So. Anyway, we just are so happy to be out here today, and thanks so much for giving us the opportunity to share what we do with everybody. All right, I sent the number back to Al. Let me check. I've got 210-326-3915. That's right. And Good. Just, uh, Lion Sam is going to answer the phone when you call that number, and we'll be happy to connect you however we need to. Cool. Sam, David, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank Y'all you for coming by. Yeah. Bye now. All right, 210-308-8867. But Al has that phone number back at the station, so... If you wanted to get in touch with him or Sam at the Lions Club, uh, the number is 210-326-3915 or just call 210-308-8867 and ask Al what's that phone number again. 75 pairs. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, no, it's all they collected. Jerry and I together uh, have you, 75 you. pairs collected over the years. You have a whole wing of your house uh, dedicated to, to just old glass. I'm glad I did, I, uh, did uh, keep them. Yeah. Everyone, you know, about every five years, I say, "What in the world am I keeping those for?" And <laughs> then uh, I get, had an opportunity, what a year ago or so, to, to uh, donate them, and it makes you feel good. Good. And it's a useful, it's a valuable piece yeah. of uh, equipment for a lot of people. So don't throw them away. Bring them in. And we do have the blood drive here going on till two. So. Uh I'm pretty sure that if you just go online to register, you can still find an available slot and uh, and just go. Uh, and and so 
Uh, even even though it's the day of and they've kind of made it so that you have to register, I'm pretty sure that you can still register and then just come on in. Uh, so, cool. Well, listen, we'll keep you up to date with our numbers and stuff. Melody will probably come visit us in a little while with the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. And uh, Speaking of blood drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got an exciting announcement. Is it really that exciting? <laughs> yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's exciting. Today at 3 o'clock, David Rodriguez is not giving blood. No. Little David is getting married. Yep. To Laureen at, uh, at uh, 3 o'clock. It starts at 3 o'clock. You can connect by two, at 2.30. Uh, they're not having guests. Right. They're blaming that on the coronavirus. Yeah, so they're... But you can... They're web, webinar in it, I guess you would Yeah, they're doing it. a Facebook Live. Yeah, and I've, I've got that. I've, since I knew, I know everybody's going to want to tune in and see see uh, David uh, dressed up. This is probably the cleanest you'll ever see, David. And... Uh, so, the only comfort I have right now is he's probably not listening today. <laughs> Normally he's listening. So. But uh, I've got it on plantanswers.com. How to, how to uh, connect and everything. You go into plantanswers.com, and you go to the bottom left-hand corner where the webinars used to be, and it says special announcement. David Rodriguez marriage to Lorraine this Saturday, June 6, 2020. And uh, I got a note from David. And uh, then at the bottom of the, the write-up, uh, we've got the Facebook links. I've uh, got two of them that you can uh, connect to the wedding at, uh, at 2.30 or 3.00. So uh, those of you who want to see J- David now, we've got uh, we've got Milton, Calvin, and Tracy, the Trace. I'm sorry. On uh, during the coronavirus, with sitting on the porch with their mask on, so you know, look and see what they look like. That's on the topics of the month, the first, uh, the first, uh, it, first uh, entry. And, um, I'm just amazed that uh, Lorraine finally gave in. And, can you believe that? Gosh, and, that's uh, hard to believe. And, and, and she's pretty, she's a pretty gal too. Well, I mean, they've got a picture on there. Yeah, intelligent and everything. I don't, yeah, know, well, I don't know why she. We saw them at the uh, Christmas event. Uh-huh. And they're a great couple. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe she should check her glasses. I don't know. So you should, you're saying she needs a low vision test? Yeah, or? yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's just love. Well, David's a good guy. Love is blind, and as they, they say. He, he, uh, we've been missing him coming out here to Millburgers and giving talks every now and then. And uh, he's been, he's been doing his radio show and right. doing the webinars. And uh, I'll have to. Do we know if there are any webinars for June? And it's hard to believe it's June. No. Oh, there are no webinars no, for June. No, but they're they're promoting the TV. Their new TV deal, and uh, I'm I'm I can't figure out how to put it on, <laughs> how to tell people to link to it. But well, they made uh, 
videos of the webinars. Oh, okay. That they did. Is that the uh, 210 something? Yeah. Okay. If you just go to the Bear County Master Gardener site, they they have a list of them. All the links are on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we'll we'll announce that throughout the show, and I'll take off right after the show and try to make it home, get in front of my computer by the time David says the, the, the deadly words. And then, you know, the neat thing, too, about Facebook is uh, unlike a real wedding, well, unlike a wedding where people come yeah. to it, you can make comments on the... Uh, really? Oh, yeah, you'll notice. Read well, the comments. Sure, the surely they're not going to let Jerry make uh. comments. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Read the comments that everybody's putting on there. They'll, they'll give David a hard time. Because <laughs> you're at home, you know, nobody yeah. can't hear you. Uh, but anyway, hey... Um, well, there was... Should we... Uh, did you guys mention the other news is not as good of news as uh, David's wedding, but uh, Tom Harris died. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, mentioned we, that. We mentioned yeah. that last, last week. week. Yeah. And there is, uh, you can get the uh, memorial and all the information about his life and uh, and the comments, some great comments on his. Uh, I haven't. It's on gardeningvolunteers.org. You'll, you'll find it. They're not going to have you're saying a memorial. They're not going to have a service, are they? No, it's on the it's a, uh, yeah, response on the, on the okay. Internet. Yeah. I haven't heard about it, if they do. Okay. All right. Well, 210-308-8867 is our number. If you have a question about any of those things, you call Al at 210-308-8867. Yeah, that's okay. Al's up to the task. Hey, uh, Trace is busy helping somebody, but I will tell you that he said that the uh, foxtail ferns, which is something they've uh, they've uh, brought to, uh, this week, and the, the one gallon or number one pot, are now on sale for five eighty eight, two for ten dollars. But he said that people are loving them. Uh, so if uh, I yeah, if that's I, an interesting fern. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering whether people didn't. <coughs> Maybe we didn't have it before or something. Because yeah, I don't think we had it before. So it's a good opportunity. I will have to find out for Trace how many are left. But uh, Why would you even think of foxtail fern when there's uh, when porter wheat is available uh, in two, two different <laughs> yeah. colors? Calvin, Galvin, Calvin uh, gathered up all the porter weed and now... There, the red uh, dwarf, which is mm-hmm. an amazing plant, is, is there. There's a few of those plants. And then also the uh, they got some booze in. They're in a small container, uh, six-inch container. Uh, Three ninety-five is all they are. They grow pretty fast. And of course, if you remember that, this is the plant that's got the really potent nectar and uh, attracts the hummingbirds, monarchs, all, all the butterflies. And in fact, it's one of the few plants where you'll have competition between all the pollinators trying to get access to these limited number of flowers on this weeping plant and bright red if it's is the dwarf red and then there's a really nice blue too that gets a little larger so both of them are available and uh, they there are not a lot of plants left uh, not nearly as many as the milkweeds and misflowers that are here i think you said there were like nearly 30 does that sound about yeah. right from what you saw yeah and uh, so they'll but they'll they'll be getting some more too. So these are these are great butterfly plants. 
Yeah, as I was pulling out of my driveway today, uh, my neighbors, uh, who has passed away, Vitex is just full bloom and yeah. beautiful. Even my old, our old one is really beautiful. Yeah, so. yeah. And uh, so the, uh, Neil Sparrow wrote a little something about it in his uh, weekly newsletter and said that's one of the most common calls he gets at this time of the year. What is that beautiful uh, blue-blooming shrub uh, uh, or small tree? And it's uh, Vitex. And uh, he, he didn't go into the... He said it had been uh, reinvented in the last uh, few years. And uh, a lot of that has to do with... Uh, Greg Grant finding a, a superior Vitex, a, a larger blooming, longer blooming uh, Vitex, and it's a Texas superstar, and uh, this it's on sale. Yeah, the Vitex is on. It has been for a couple of weeks. Uh, it's uh, regularly twenty four ninety nine, Milton. Almost twenty five. Almost twenty five. On sale for eighteen eighty eight. So, uh, that's available for sale. Uh, number three, number three, a three gallon container, number, I number, guess. Well, it's the formally known as the three gallon container. <laughs> now, this is this is a plant that uh, some uh, folks say is a invasive plant. Now, in my neighborhood, it hasn't seemed to be, but. Uh, one of the management uh, recommended management uh, plans for it is to cut it back right. every year or keep it pruning, and then you don't have to really have to worry about it spreading. But um, I don't know. I guess there are some neighborhoods, Jerry, where this has is, has spread. No, you no. Which one? None no. at all. No, none in the whole world, Jerry. <laughs> what the, that when that came out about the uh, Vitex being. Uh, invasive. Uh, they were talking about uh, upriver, upriver from that Houston, uh, the Houston waterway. What is that river that runs through? Not Houston, Austin. Yeah, you know, Colorado River. Colorado Lake, River. Or Dallas. They found some uh, at the uh, in the up. That it was being invasive and spreading wildly from seed in the upper waters of the uh, Colorado. And uh, upon further uh, examination, that is a a different uh, uh, species than the Vitex we sell for ornamental. It's a, I think they call it the coastal Vitex. Uh, and it it it, spread, it it does spread from seed, but the Vitex that we recommend for landscapes uh, very seldom produces a seedling. So if they buy these at the nursery, um, and especially here on sale at Millburgers, they they're not they don't have to fear that this is going to be in the no, basic plant. Absolutely not. Good deal. Hey, we got Robert on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Robert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? 
Well, how are all you you guys? I love your show as always. And what I have is a climbing vine. And it's taken over a chain link. It traces out the chains. You know, it's really a mess. I, I can pull it off. I'm taking it off. And once I get it off, how do I keep it from growing back onto the fence again? What can be done? to prevent this from happening again. It's probably, this is probably the third year in a row that I'm having to clear this stuff off the fence again. So, you say it's a, it's a climbing vine. Does it have flowers on it? Yes, it has small purple flowers with, uh, I guess, small purple flowers, and there's some small green leaves that are like three-pointed leaves, and then it just, like I say, in a chain leak, They'll completely trace out the links. It just—it's it, really amazing. It filled in the chain in just just uh, one year. It's already full again. I'm I'm having to clear it off again. Yeah. So, does it have uh, stickers on it or little thorns on it? Yeah. Well, it has these little shoots that have little like, like circular with a with a diamond on them or like a a star on them and. Oh. They're like brown shoots, and there's no thorns or anything like that. It's just a matter of having to pull it, break tell me it. About the, tell me the leaf again. Uh, a very small shape. leaf, like green, like like three. like. How, uh, when you say small leaf, what, what's how small? I mean, less three, than an, an inch. inch across or? Less than an inch, you know, like half That's, an inch or about an inch. And then, like, okay. it's a three-sided one. So, Inside it, um, it's a triangle. Is, no, that, I, is that your catch claw, No, no I, I think it's passion flower. Uh, from the purple star-like, because yeah, we have yeah. those. That's the purple flower. That's a purple flower. That, is it a purple flower, or is flower. it like a... But he's talking little teeny flower. Oh, you're talking very was small flowers? Thing. No. That's a... No, no, that that's separate. There, there's a and there, there's not that many flowers, but when they are, it's a small purple flower that is no, conical. In no, that's not it's purple. It turns no. to white as it comes out. Turns to it's white. It's very small. And then uh, let's see. I can't there's think. One. The only other thing I can think of is the vine itself is almost like wire. It's almost like it's it almost looks like wire, like you're cutting wire, but it's not. It's a vine. But it looks just like a wire, you know. Hmm. And no, it has no, it has, no uh, it has no thorns on the stems, right? No, no. And it should, the leaves no. are not shiny. No, they're very light-colored lavender. You know, lavender kind of color. And um, can you get can, what? What's the chances you can send us a photo of it? Yeah, could well, you send me a picture brand. and I'll show it to the guys? I'll do that, or what I'll do, one better, I'll come there to Millburgers and bring you a picture in person. All right. <laughs> or a piece, right. piece of it. Okay, yeah, cool. What Thanks, do Robert. Those is prevent it from growing again. What What's going to be... Oh, well, then maybe that's the easier thing to solve. Is that the, the cut vine and stump killer? Well, did you want to kill it, do. or did you just want to... We want to kill it, but we don't oh, want to okay. use the pesticides. So we we want a, a, an organic way of doing it, if possible. Oh, okay. You got an organic way to kill it? Sure, if you want to pull it all 15 times, yeah. 
Okay, so that's the one thing. Yeah, it has to come out of the ground. That is your best advice, then, huh? All right. Right. That. Yeah. That's the. That'll prevent it. That's for sure. Uh, As far as spraying stuff, we have sprayed stuff. Do you have anything that that would be good for to reduce it to to spray on it? it depends on the vine it is. I, I just can't, you know, if Jerry or I can see it and identify it, I think we can probably All right. identify we'll a product picture. that will take care of it. Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one that's got kind of a clingy leaves, and but, but it's growing pretty strong right now. Um, the purple, the little purple flowers kind of throw me. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, yeah, we... If you if you're uh, willing to do that, we we certainly look at it. Yeah. And I think our listeners would like to hear what it is. Yeah, now they're curious. Yeah, Robert, come on over. And I sure will. Thank you guys. And we will look right. Bye, Robert. Thank you very much. You bet. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Want to take a second before we go to break? Talk to you about Spider Man Pest Control. They've been helping you uh, keep San Antonio homes and lawns pest free. For about 40 years now. It's amazing. They started in 1976. They've been your web of protection. uh, And uh, they are helping folks uh, to uh, do that right now. If you've got mosquito problems, if you're afraid to go out on your patio uh, because of mosquitoes or because you're going to get bit and so you're sticking inside, you're not enjoying your yard like you should, uh, call Spider-Man Termite Didn't and Pest Control because they're going to help you to get over that. With well, the Into Care system is one of the systems they use, uh, and uh, it's uh, used in Disney World. It's used throughout Florida, and uh, Spider-Man's been the one of the first folks to introduce it to San Antonio, and they're finding great success with it. Uh, the number to call is two one zero. You think six so five people six. don't like mosquitoes, huh? They do not. Uh-huh. I promise you that. That that that's not even questionable. Two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. If you like mosquitoes, you don't need to call two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. And check it out. You'll learn more about it on uh, GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. I'll learn about this and more of the things they do. We got a, a question about someone that wanted something to spray that kind of deterred them last week before we closed the show. And uh, Spider-Man's had some great success with some scented stuff. So uh, he can tell you all about all the stuff they're using to either control them or keep them away. at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. They I'm got the, the good stuff, too. They do have the good stuff. They got all the stuff. All right, so we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and your calls right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers this Saturday. We're going to have some great, great events this Saturday at Millburgers, including a blood drive from 10 to 2 and the Lions Club free kids' site vision screening at Millburgers from 9 to 2. I want to encourage you to go to the website, millburgernursery.com, to find out how you register and get an appointment for these great, great nonprofits that make a big difference in San Antonio. Right now, blood is an extreme 
extremely short supply. And when you go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, you can find out how you can donate at Millburgers. They've got nice gifts for you just for going through the process. And, uh, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has some great uh, gifts for you as well. And this week at Millburgers, you're going to find savings on butterfly weed and pentas, lantana, vitex, gold star esperanza, crepe myrtles, oleanders on sale. Wow. And much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and finally found somebody who could make me be Back to Melbourne's Garden in South Texas. So that's Helen Forrest and Dick Hames. It had to be you. And Al had a good theme today. This marks the 75th anniversary of the invasion of Normandy. So he's picked songs from 1944 uh, to uh, to play today. So uh, uh, it'll be it'll be kind of cool stuff. I think I got the. I'm trying to do the math. Am I doing the math right? All right. Well, 210-308-8867. 210. 210- 308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right, so, Jerry, we'll let Calvin continue to answer his question, and then uh, you and I will talk. We've got no one on the line, so what you got going on today? Yeah, he, uh, this guy walked up here, got a news orgy lawn, and he wants to know how to really make it grow good. Really make it what? Grow. Oh, okay. Grow good. Um, so Calvin's talking about that. Uh, Calvin's article in uh, today's paper has some beautiful pictures. Is it? Uh, see this? <laughs> I can't see them because the sun. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And I got pictures of uh, of Duranta. That's the biggest Duranta I've ever seen. And, and uh, also Gold Star Esperanza. He, he writes under Gold Star, says, uh, Gold Star Esperanza blooms throughout the summer and into the fall. Other varieties are less reliable. Oh, that was nice. That's a, that's a that's Calvinism? <laughs> and, uh, In some neighborhoods. Just... just <laughs> Just just while a while ago, uh, when we were taking a break, somebody walked by with a, a cart full of Gold Star Esperanza. Yeah. So I asked Milton, "How does he know? How, what's the variety name of that Esperanza that just walked by?" And he said correctly that it was Gold Star because it's full of bloom. Yeah. Had more blooms than it had foliage. No, it did. It's, it was bright <laughs> yellow. There's someone else who walked by with one yeah. just now. And that, that's on sale. And sad news in my neighborhood. Uh oh. The heavy rain and the hail. The gold star that was across the street that was. You couldn't see the green for the yellow. Yeah. That's only a slight exaggeration. Yeah, it, it knocked all the blooms off. So It'll it, come back. Yeah, I know. It's that, I'm going to kind of track. You know, that's what I ought to do. It has some blooms on it now. I ought to take a picture every week so we could see how quickly it would come back. Yeah. You'll, you'll start seeing the uh, the new shoots, the new growth. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, on uh, which will have buds and have flowers eventually. Uh, but now, if you do did get your esperanza held off, uh, this might be a good time to evaluate your plant and uh, cut it back a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, because you're not cutting off blooms. Right, right. You're not cutting off blooms, and it hadn't initiated the uh, bloom spikes yet. Uh, and also, if it if it held, uh, I didn't realize the city had. As many hail spots as they oh, did. Oh, yeah. There's they were some... showing them on the weather the other night. But if that, if that uh, gold star esperanza or any of your perennial woody plants got a hail hit or, or, or damaged by the hail, the stems yeah. got damaged by the hail, cut them below, cut those off below the damage. Oh, uh, because that damage will eventually lead to a weaker stem. Oh, wow. Which will can break off and uh, uh, run, the, run your secondary bloom. Okay. And this is the time to do it. So uh, uh, it, it, it'll come back. It, it's, it's got good resilience right. power. Uh, let's see. Um, th- did you have a question? Yeah. Did you want to be on the air? That's just come on up and just start talking. We'll get you on the mic and then you can show them the picture. Just talk right yeah, there. Just, just talk. You'll, you'll be okay. fine. What, what you got? Yeah, yeah you're you're talk. on the air. Oh, okay, great. Ready now? Yeah, yeah let's okay, go. Good. Uh, thanks for your help. I've got some basil plants that I planted, and uh, between one and two days, you know, over time, they've turned kind of dark and ugly. And I can't figure out if it's a fungus, a bug, or. Do they, do they rot at the ground? They appear to rot at the uh, leaves and in now, different spots. I've got photos I can share with you. Now they're going to they're going to seed, and yeah. they and those yeah. that seed is maturing. There, you know you uh, you actually should prune those down. I don't know much about this, so I'm trying yeah. to learn. See, basil is a, a summer herb, uh-huh. and it. It'll go to seed, and it'll mature quickly. The birds will love it. But if you want to continue to have new foliage, yeah, yeah, just cut it cut it way back. Or Do I cut it at the stem, or do I just cut the leaves off and let no, it grow you, taller? No, you, you can cut it, cut it at the stem. The other, the other option is the seeds will, will start new plants, too. So, But I would just cut it right, right at the bottom. Yeah, because it, it's not, not, not useful to you. There, there are some leaves there, but yeah. you'll, you'll have the same leaves. But then you notice some of them almost look like they've been chewed up, like that. Is that? See that one has the, the full leaf, but it looks like it, you know, yeah. chewed up. It could, it could, it could be, but it's uh, generally not, not a problem with caterpillars or anything. Okay. So, you can cut it back, cut it back as far as you want, but cut it. Cut out all that old seed, that seed production, and, and all that the brown leaves. Just cut it all back. Yeah. So it's it's uh, uh, so all of those brown leaves. I'll just get rid of those and leave the stem, and it'll grow again. Um, and it'll yeah. How, how much are you watering it? Well, you know, I haven't really done much beyond normal. I know we got that big rain last week. Yeah. Um, do you think it's related to too much water? No, I think it's 
I think it's just the, the nature of the plant. Yeah. Okay. And they, they, they get certain size, they'll go to seed, and they'll re- reseed themselves. Ah. So if you want to, you know, if you want to keep it in that producing leaves for cooking and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then you then just cut it down. You could you cut it down two thirds or half, or you can cut it all the way to the ground, huh. whichever. If you got good foliage. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come back pretty quick. Yeah. It will. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you got some of that looks pretty good. You just cut yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And, and like these others that are brown, can I trim that around? Sure. And then uh, and still cook with the good part. If you want. Right. Yeah. Is but that you, gonna affect you, the flavors? You, you're gonna have plenty of basil. I'm okay <laughs> with that. My wife's even happier with that. Yeah, okay. There, have you seen any of the worms eating the leaves? No. no. Okay. That's but but I do see what I thought is somebody something biting the leaves. That's what. They're probably there. Probably some worms out there. Should I put caterpillars? Any? I mean, yeah. No. No, I wouldn't put any. No pesticides. No anything. Right. I don't think so because that that kind of limit reduces your uh, what. Your wife's access to the leaves. We don't want that. Yeah. Okay. And and they're it's usually not a a, a big problem. Yeah. It okay. could be snails, maybe. Yeah. Could be snails. Is uh, there anything I should be putting on the ground uh, around it? Well, then if you want to put slug and snail bait, it's on the ground rather than in a container. Is okay, it? but as far as like mulch or anything around yeah. the ground. No, you don't have to. Nothing like that. No. Okay. Just, but uh, go, go ahead and do slug and snail bait. You got some at home or no. get some? Okay. Yeah. Pair it here? Yeah, there's a couple. There's organics. There's all, all kinds in there. Okay, and it's called? Just just look for a slug and snail bait, and there's four or five different brands. Okay, excellent. Very good. All right, good luck. Thank you very Thanks. much. All right. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-80. Can you come on up? And Yeah, we've got another question. And it's amazing how that... Uh, um, goes to seed. Wants to go to seed. So, so yeah, great. in I, the spring. Yeah, weather weather related too. I guess. Well, I imagine he overwintered the plant. Would you say uh, that was well, one not show, showing a big plant? And do yeah, you, it was do a you pretty, mind being on the air? I don't want to be on the air. All right, then let then let we need to take a quick break. Actually, we're up for one real quick. Don't go anywhere. That's fine. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, allow them My to answer the question. Is for him first. Uh oh. No, I don't need any questions. You don't want my advice. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers this Saturday. We're going to have some great, great events this Saturday at Millburgers, including a blood drive from 10 to 2 and the Lions Club free kids' site vision screening at Millburgers from 9 to 2. I want to encourage you to go to the website, millburgernursery.com, to find out how you register and get an appointment for these great, great nonprofits that make a big difference in San Antonio. Right now, blood is an extremely short supply and when you go to the south texas blood and tissue center website you can find out how you can donate at millburgers they've got nice gifts for you just for going through the process and uh, of course the south texas blood and tissue center has some great uh, gifts for you as well and this week at millburgers you're going to find savings on butterfly weed and pentas lantana vitex gold star esperanza crepe myrtles oleanders on sale wow and much much more at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevardy road The CPL, the SGT, the LT, 
CP, the OD, the MP makes you do cappy. It's a GI giant man alive. It starts with a bugle blowing revelry over your bed when you arrive. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Don't forget, we got the blood drive going on until two o'clock today, so you can uh, uh, be a part of that today till two. And uh, we've got the. They have the um, the uh, Lions Club is here, and they're doing screenings for adults and kids. And, of course, they're collecting glasses, too. Uh, and the uh, glasses uh, help a lot of folks. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, throughout the world, by the way. So if you've got them and they're just sitting in a drawer doing nothing, uh, they can be actually helping somebody and changing and improving their life. And just bring them to Millburgers, and they'll be happy to... to uh, to give them and donate them to the Lions Club for you. So, all right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call. But we were talking about uh, uh, Gold Star Esperanza, and and by the way, Neil Sparrow now when he when he mentions Esperanza to plant, yeah, he always says Gold Star Esperanza. Oh, always. Well, what, did you send him an email? Well, you maybe, did not. Maybe. Oh man. <laughs> he he wants to do what's right and uh, sure. doesn't want people buying plants that won't bloom. Is our phone uh, line working? Yeah. Okay, because I got an email from somebody that said that. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, that's weird. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. In fact, Sharon is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Great. Oh, Good. How can we help a, you? A neighbor asked me how to uh, propagate a mountain, a uh, crepe myrtle. When uh, and let's see if Al... How to propagate Al, what? A crepe myrtle. Al, can you bring her up a little bit? It's hard to hear her on this end. How to propagate a crepe myrtle. What kind of, what kind of crepe myrtle is it? Uh, one of them is about a foot, 15 foot one, 12 to 15, and then the other ones are miniature. Did you hear? But you know the variety by any chance or the color? <laughs> uh, the tall one is red. Uh, uh, I don't know whether it was dynamite or one of those. Yeah, that, uh, red. the first red was dynamite, and now they have, <clears throat> now we have one, uh, that's more popular than dynamite, and we have a lot of other selections that are red. Now, uh, does it have any sprouts coming up from the base? That right one around? does have. Okay. The red ones do have. Sharp okay. shovel. Yeah. Okay. The, the easiest way is to dig up one of the, dig up some of those sprouts. Okay. And uh, hopefully, uh, do the sprouts come from the ground, or do they come from the plant itself? I think they're coming from the plant itself. Uh-oh. Yeah. It, it probably won't have roots then. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it. I've got some in mine that are yeah. old-fashioned, but they've got sprouts coming up from the soil all over. And uh, from the soil? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you could start with the you know shave those sprouts off as close to the trunk that it's coming out of 
and then uh, <laughs> then try to try to root those. Because uh, they they have a tendency to root easier than uh, new shoots. Okay. Uh, just just take them off as close to the uh, main trunk as you can get it. I'm I mean flush to the main trunk flush. Okay. And then uh, dip them immediately in a rooting hormone like growth uh, rutone uh, rutone and. Uh, some of those types, hormonidin, and uh, and stick it in a in a, in a gallon. Not not a gallon anymore, is it? Man? Nursery one. <laughs> yeah, just a a pot about as big. And uh, with fill with potting mix and keep the potting mix moist. Keep them in the shade. Okay, now what are what are graphic saying for potting? I have. Uh, I got compost. I have potting mix. I have perlite. Uh, I also have that, the uh, cocoa cocoa uh, Yeah, what, you can uh, probably the best would be to mix the perlite with the potting mix. Okay. Half and half. Okay. And. Uh, and but now the way the way crepe myrtles are usually uh, propagated is from uh, uh, new growth cuttings. In other words, right. you know, out where they're sprouting out. Right. So uh, you might want to do that as well as the as the root pruning. Now I don't. I know on my little ones, I don't. I can't get. To, there's no sprouting out. So okay. Then you, you, you. Yeah, you'll have to have. Uh, Take about uh, six to eight inches of uh, hardened new growth, and uh, immediately after you cut it, dip it in the hormone, and again put it in the same mix in the gallon okay. container, and uh, put it in the shade. Okay. They're not as easy as some things like roses or no figs. Yeah. No, and it depends uh, on the crepe, particular crepe bar. The uh, okay, so like my my little my crepe myrtles are blooming right now. Can okay. I, that is that that I take where it's blooming and no. pull that. No, you you uh you look for a, a a new sprout that hasn't bloomed yet. Maybe it has blooms on. Maybe it has bloom buds on it. But uh, okay. if you cut cut those blooms off now uh, and then use the wood behind the blooms, that wood is going to be too tough and hard to root. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that's, that's, what, what color is the is the little one blooming? Is it red, too? It's one's a red, one's an orchid, and one uh, or purple, and the other's a light purple, or orchid. Okay. Uh, you know that uh, crepe myrtles are on sale here at Millburgers today. But that's no fun. No, <laughs> three, <laughs> three and five gallons regular twenty four nine, and they're they're guaranteed to be rooted. <laughs> <laughs>
All but right. I want to be it myself. <laughs> All right. Good luck to you. Bye, Sharon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Sharon. You take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Some people cover those uh, cuttings in those containers with uh, with plastic. With a... Uh, like a tent? Yeah. Uh, to increase the humidity under there. Uh-huh. And uh, they use, some people use uh, uh, grocery bags, uh. you know, that are plastic. I've, I've, I've never done it with uh, crepe myrtle other than the, those uh, shoots coming out of the ground. Yeah, right. But uh, I've always heard that they're uh, hard ones to, to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to email, text your person back, and tell them to call right now, Calvin, 210-308-8867, while we got a, an open line. Uh, in Calvin's article, uh, it starts out, the butter, uh, best butterflies, but not so much deer like these options. That's a good title. Uh, and uh, the, the big title is Shrubs Show True Summer Colors. So uh, Calvin goes through each one, the gold star. It said, uh, when he's talking about, he said that his list includes Esperanza, Pontiana, or uh, Prada Barbados. And uh, uh, Trace said last weekend that they've gotten some Prada Barbados in, but they're not blooming. Yeah. But he said a lot of people are buying them. Yeah. He, he, they know what it is. That's right. That's it's got a long enough history yeah. and reliable enough that people. So uh, a lot of confident. people go ahead and plant them every year, and to have that, uh, they they start growing faster. Uh, we uh, we uh, D. Emery, you remember D. Oh yeah. Uh, the uh, she used to be a, uh, one of my volunteers. And uh, she always wanted to plant some from seed, plant the seed of Pontiana. And I kept telling her that that's not going to bloom for a couple of years, because from seed, they don't. They, you collect the seed in the fall, plant the seed in the spring. It grows all year, with not blooming and not growing very much. Second year. If it doesn't freeze back, it may may bloom the second year, but more likely it blooms the third year. She would not listen. Yeah, if you remember D, a lot of times she wouldn't listen. And so <laughs> she planted some, and I think we had those three or four years, and they never bloomed. Hmm. So hey. uh, you you want to get these that uh, they have at Millburgers because the uh, They've been in the pot, I imagine, a year or two. Oh, okay. Hey, let's see if we can help Sam out before we have to uh, to go to break. Sam, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Got about a couple minutes. What's going on? Okay. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, Hi. I was wondering, uh, I drive out, my in-laws live in Kerrville, and I live in Lotus, and I take 16 to get there. Every time I go out there, there's this beautiful madrone tree. I yeah. think I'm pronouncing that right. On the side yeah, of the Yeah, you got it. You got it. And um, from what I've been, I've been reading up on them, it looks like they're somewhat of a challenge to grow. And I'm, I'm trying to get my hands on one. 
I don't know if you guys could help me out with that or not. There used to be a nursery called uh, Madrone, the Madrone Nursery in uh, Kerrville. I don't oh, know if really? it's still in business or not, but huh. uh, Madrone, Madrone is very difficult to transplant. Right. It's not, if not impossible. Now, why, why do you want a Madrone? You got about a minute. I just, I, I like them. I think they're, they're pretty trees and. The, you, you, you like the bloom and you like the slick bark and all that stuff. Yes, sir. I think they're pretty. Yeah. yeah. Have I you ever heard of the challenge? I want have the challenge ever, of it to grow it. <laughs> have now, that, you, have you ever heard of crepe myrtle? Oh man. Yes, sir. Same, oh, same yeah. thing as madrone. Yeah, it blooms more. You can get it that's, in different colors. That's a horticulturist from uh, Tennessee that would recommend. Uh, hey, let's see if any of our let's see if any of our re- listeners know of well uh, source yeah. for Madrone. And we'll ask here too. Yeah. All righty. Okay. Sorry, man. Thanks, we'll gentlemen. see what we can find out. All right. <laughs> All we got to take a break, and while we do, we encourage you to give us a call. So, uh, Richard, hang on the line. We're going to see if we can talk to you right after this. 210-308-8867. Still got an hour of the blood drive here at Millburgers, so you can come on by. 210-308-8867. We're at 1604 in Boulevardy Road. And we'll be right back with more of the show right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Richard, we lost you, but uh, we want to talk to you, so give us a call back at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. For Richard or anybody, don't forget the blood drive today is until 2 o'clock. And the, uh, we've also got the Lions Club here until 3 o'clock, uh, helping people with uh, vision screening, both adults and children. If you're on the website, it says kids screening. It's for adults and children. So that's just what they call the screening. So, uh, But they're taking adults, too. So 210-308-8867. Okay, what you got going um. on? Oh yeah, uh, our buddy uh, Drip Steve. Yeah, sent me an ugly picture. He faxed me an ugly picture. He was being mean to me. He sent a picture of a beautiful, perfectly rounded uh, red snapper. Red snapper. Uh, Did he send it to you? No. Oh. On top of a glass. He put it on top of a glass to show the size. Oh, but he didn't bring it in to you. No. Uh-huh. I didn't he, bring me any to eat. But he, he must have misunderstood the instructions. Yeah, he just sent the pictures. Uh, by instructions, you mean next year, next week's uh, tomato tasting uh, contest that, we're having? I think that was this week. What? Wasn't it June 6th? was not. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's next week. So the, the the top tomato contest has been postponed. Right. But uh, uh, the the tomato tasting contest. Jerry's uh, contest. Yeah. Jerry, uh, Jerry. And the way you enter is you uh, bring, a, say, a half a bushel or a big box full of 
your ripe tomatoes and uh, put your name and address on on the box and uh, put them put them here on the porch and uh, we'll 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 taste them later. And what prizes are you giving away to the first, second, and third? It's just the prize of of being able to give to the community. Oh, that's that's <laughs> the community's kind of small. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but okay, well, okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. So I think I interrupted you when we... I saw uh, I saw uh, somebody come up here with a, a fur, one of those ferns. Oh, the foxtail? Yeah, foxtail Yeah, fern. I did too. That is an interesting, interesting blast. I also saw some people drive, go by with a cart full of... Uh, Budlias. Yeah, that was pretty. And uh, they're purple. The uh, purple flower budlia, they uh, sometimes called butterfly bush. And uh, but they're not. On, they were on sale last weekend, but they're not on sale this weekend. No, but but they're still a good buy. They're still they're in full they're in full bloom down the hill where we yeah, walk it's up. it's pretty. So why don't you recommend Budlia for a butterfly plant? Because uh, of all all the times I've tried to grow it, okay, it's uh, erratic in its bloom and erratic and has a little trouble dealing with our uh, hot summer. Yeah, hot summer in our soil. It does yeah. great up north. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of mid. Uh, well, yeah, even even. Even in Minnesota, I think it did. There were some that did pretty well. Yeah, uh, but there are some in town that uh, do do real well. I yeah, if they put, it, I, I think they all have to be in uh, uh, limited sun exposure. Yeah, morning sun, morning sun, afternoon shade, and maybe in, in you know, of course, if they're in creek bed soil or if they're just in a relatively deep soil, that makes a difference. Yeah, work some. Uh, Magnum peak probably into the into the soil before you plant them. Yeah. But uh, they know they known as butterfly bushes. Yeah. Well, butterfly the, the butter butterflies like them when yeah. they're blooming. Yeah. They're just and a, they, they're they're a little unpredictable. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. Uh, I was talking about uh, the uh, butterflies, but not so much deer. A lot of plants that uh, Calvin talked about in uh, today's article in the Express. Uh, let me see what he says about gold star. <laughs> the old-fashioned Esperanzas have smaller flowers and are usually only bloom at the top of the tall plant at the end of the summer. Uh, then he says... <laughs> Uh, hummingbirds and butterflies are attracted to the blooms for nectar, and in most neighborhoods, the deer do not eat them. I used to say absolutely the deer didn't eat them, <laughs> but uh, you you ran into some places oh, where yeah. deer ate the blooms. I, I don't think they're their preferred diet, no. but uh, they they will eat them and. I think Forrest said they eat the blooms off too. Huh, that's eat the I, bloom before they eat the foliage. Now the Duranta, um, I'm thinking they they eat at the Duranta. I think so. Yeah, 
uh, the poinciana I used to th- say, or the Prada-Barbados, yeah. I used to say they, they eat them too, and then my neighbor planted one there, and it says they walked uh, right by it for two <laughs> years, and uh, they've never eaten off of it, so I've kind of revised my, again, that depends on the neighborhood. <laughs> Do you have questions? Yeah, I'm not sure you might. So, all right. But so. anyway, Ponciano says, Deer, in, uh, Calvin writes, Deer in my neighborhood do not eat Ponciano, but they may eat the blooms in some neighborhoods. That's what, that's what happened when we tested them at Forest Appleton in the Hollywood Park. They, uh, I took a plant out there and they ate the blooms, but did, didn't eat the foliage. I don't think any, uh, Theralis is another one we mentioned. I don't think. I don't think we have any uh, history of them eating the blooms no, of Doralis. No, uh, and you, you, you missed. Did you want to be on the air? Would you come on the air with us? Just talk uh, right into that right mic. There. All right, you don't have to touch it or anything. All right, so he's going to talk to Calvin. All right, 210-308-8867. All right, keep it going. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> Calvin mentioned Doralis, and that is a plant that... Uh, a lot of people are, it's relatively new to the market, uh, and the reason we started uh, propagating it or encouraging its propagation was that uh, it was, the deer wouldn't eat it, the deer wouldn't eat it. So uh, we encouraged some people to, uh, to grow that plant, large growers. And we got feedback from one large grower yeah. that said that uh, it wouldn't stay in the stand up or it was poor in the container. And the other contain other uh, <laughs> other large grower, which is the largest grower in Texas, yeah, uh, grew them and sold them by the thousand. Huh. So. Uh, <laughs> I told the grower that uh, he was that he said they wouldn't stand up in containers. I said, "You doing something wrong?" Brother. Yeah, because uh, they they've got them out of sight. But people don't know Thrialis, and uh, so you you need uh, for deer. It it is we've never heard of a deer eating Thrialis. Oh, okay, and. Uh, they're awfully pretty. Yeah, they're pretty. Yellow blooms, and then the blooms in the fall have have uh, golden berries. Oh, okay. They're pretty golden berries, so it's it's attractive for its blooms all summer, and then its berries in the fall. And uh, trying to find Calvin's write up on it. Uh, oh yeah, here go. Uh, it said the most deer proof of the list of plants described above is Thrialis. Calvin Wright. I'm glad he wrote that so so I won't have to take responsibility if the yeah. deer is. Uh, in most situations, it grows six to seven feet tall after freezing back in the winter. That's true. It's best to cut it back in the winter get too big. It has small yellow blooms that open along the stems at the top of the plant. The blooms are not as showy as Esperanza, 
with their equally drought tolerant and are sought after by pollinators as a nectar source. Oh, okay. Now the deal is, the blooms are not as big as uh, Esperanza, but there's a lot more of them. Oh, huh. They're all up and down the stem. Yeah. And to turn that plant solid yellow. So it's kind of like a. Kind of like a regular tomato versus a cherry tomato, as far as producing oh, okay. producing produce or bloom. So if you haven't, if you live in a deer area, uh, uh, you need to uh, try some thryallus. That's spelled T H R Y A L L I S. I think we, I'm pretty sure we have a write-up on plantanswers.com about that. So, uh, and then he talks about firebush, says that uh, the deer is eaten by, the, the firebush is eaten by deer in some situation. But, uh, I guess that's right. But, uh they're worth planting because of the number of blooms and nectar that they furnish to the hummingbirds, especially, and butterflies. Okay. So, uh, you know, those are some good good suggestions. And uh, like I said, with good pictures on in Section C in today's Express News, uh, I guess you can see a printout of it on expressnews.com. All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Outside of San Antonio, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Okay, the temperatures are supposed to be over 100 degrees this next week. Yeah. All right, good luck. 103, 104. And uh, that is ideal spider mite <laughs> reproduction oh, no. cycles. And uh, Calvin writes in his This Week in the Garden, it says, spider mites are showing up on tomatoes. Yeah, we've had several. Did you have some more last week? La- last week, yeah, yeah, we had some more showing. And uh, to slow any infection rate, apply a spray of two tablespoons of seaweed extract in a gallon of water under the leaves every week. Now, notice Calvin said to slow any infestation rate. Spider mites. That's not to eliminate the spider mites. You're not. There's no. There's nothing to, on the market now that will eliminate spider mites. No spray or organic or otherwise. But uh, this uh, seaweed extract has been proven to, has been shown to uh, decrease their multiplication, uh, their multiplying. And one of of the things we're trying to do here, we got slow, we got short-term tomato season, so we want to just get those plants to a certain phase, so they can mature the fruit, and then we don't have we yeah. don't have to have them sterile for two years or anything. And when we talk about spraying uh, in a gallon of water under the leaves every week, 
Now, we used to have an entomologist in this area named J.W. Stewart out at Uvalde. And when I first came, <laughs> uh, he was recommending uh, spraying with a hose, uh, spraying with a, 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 a just, hose. Just with the pressure. For the, yeah, for the spider mite. And uh, so when you do... <laughs> When you add that seaweed into that gallon of water and spray it underneath the leaves, you're physically removing some of those spider mites. The, the best way to control them, especially if you got a lot of tomatoes, they always come in and they start on one tomato. Uh, on one side of the tomato, a lot of times on the prevailing wind side. And uh, then they s- gradually spread throughout the uh, throughout the planting. So if you can watch your tomatoes closely, uh, plants closely, they'll get on uh, eggplants. And um, I haven't seen a lot on peppers, but uh, uh, beans. They they, they like beans, uh, whole beans or running beans. Uh, then they, uh, uh, you, if you can pull out the initial con- uh, concentration, they, they, that gets rid of uh, the population and it won't spread as fast to the other plant. Now, how, how fast can they multiply? They will double, they will multiply their population and double it every two weeks. No, every two days. Every three, two to three days when temperatures are above 90 degrees, which is what they're going to be this next weekend. So you think 100, they're like 160 they degrees? They love 106. <laughs> so that's about the only choice you've got to, to take care of. Them. But again, uh, we're, we're trying to postpone. We're just trying to get to bring those tomatoes right. to harvest. Yeah. And we're, we're pretty relatively close. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, what are we? With uh, this temperature, the, yeah, with these temperatures, the they'll ripen. Yeah, pretty the fast. tomatoes have been doing wonderfully. Uh, you, were, you were talking to somebody else when I was telling Milton that uh, Drip Steve, that comes up here and visits with us yeah. all the time, sent me an ugly picture. Fact, texted me an ugly picture the other day. The purples with a red flag, with a, a red snapper tomato, perfectly sitting on a on a wine glass. It's it big and perfect. Well, I know. I mean, you remember he gave me one of his uh, Cherokee purple type. Mm-hmm. I I've harvested uh, I harvested several of those already. Is that right? They they definitely are not perfectly shaped. <laughs> oh, they, do they taste better, they, they, Kevin? Oh, I don't think they taste better. They taste good. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9.30 a.m., The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers this Saturday. We're going to have some great, great events this Saturday at Millburgers, including a blood drive from 10 to 2 and the Lions Club free kids' sight vision screening at Millburgers from 9 to 2. I want to encourage you to go to the website, millburgernursery.com, to find out how you register and get an appointment for these great, great nonprofits that make a big difference in San Antonio. Right now, blood is an extremely short supply. And when you go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, you can find out how you can donate at Millburgers. They've got nice gifts for you just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has some great uh, gifts for you as well. And this week at Millburgers, you're going to find savings on butterfly weed and pentas, lantana, vitex, gold star esperanza, crepe myrtles, oleanders on sale. Wow. And much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Judy Garland from 1944. The Trolley Song Owls picked out songs from 1944 today as we celebrate the anniversary of uh, the invasion of Normandy. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, number to call. Yeah, your weather forecast, uh, today high near 94, tomorrow high near 97. I'm looking for some rain. No. No. <laughs> uh, yes, Tuesday's high is near 104. There you go. That's a record. Wow. And no day after that is. Let's see. Well, I was looking. Day after that actually goes back down. It's yeah, one of this. 99. Well, then Tuesday's supposed to be 103. Tuesday's, Tuesday's 107, 104, according oh, to. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but one of the earlier forecasts was 106 on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, I heard somebody say yes, uh, more, yeah. too. This is this is weather.gov. you got to trust them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Milton, I was, I was looking at uh, cabins this week in the garden. And I covered several of them. You want to guess what the last one is that he misses on there? Zinnias. There you go. Missing. You are psychic. <laughs> it was a safe bet. Kevin writes, use zinnias as cut flowers or deadhead spent blooms to encourage new bloom. Spread seed from spent blooms on the garden bed for seed-eating birds and germinate and to germinate new zinnia plants. Do you uh, break those blooms up? Yeah. You, you don't you have just to. You don't throw the blooms out there? You don't have to if you got, you know, enough bloom. But if you're, you're real uh, neat-nick and you're either cutting the flowers yeah. or, getting a, uh, or deadheading everything, then you... Uh, it's best if you spread them out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you just uh, kind of more naturalist kind of outlook, uh, then they'll, they'll find a way to germinate. Yeah, they do. They're tough. Hey, we got Richard back with us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, doing just fine. Thank you. I had to give up the phone a while ago there. I think was hauling one of these big uh, wings or for one of these uh, generators, you know, that fly in West Texas. Oh, yeah. 
and he couldn't make that shirt. He's way too long. And the oh, no. Anyway, so I got out of that. But anyway, my question is, uh, I live in a rural area. We do, my wife and I, and family. I got hummingbird feeders out, and I once in a while I see one come by. You know, I'm just wanting to know if John Vinch knows if this is a good time to have feeders out or not. It is. It is a good time, but you're you're right on the edge of the uh, nesting period. I mean, they're oh, the, okay. the young are maturing, and then they'll then they'll get lo- a lot less territorial. The hummingbirds will, and they'll come flocking in there soon. Oh, but I, okay. I've, uh, we're we're noticing Milton and I were watching here the hummingbirds. In groups, were kind of coming through the nursery. Is that right? Yeah. So we're uh, when they're when they're they got nests and they're dealing with young, they stay pretty territorial. But mm-hmm. the minute that process is done, then they they'll bring in their young to show them where there's uh, some nectar and some food, and mm-hmm. and then you should see oh. some more numbers. Are your feeders oh. out in the open, or are they they're not close to well, bushes or anything, are they? No, no, no. I got them up in some trees. And I've got okay. one out in a tree looking, so you can look at it through the kitchen window, you know. And every now and then I see somebody come through there. But in the past, and I don't know much about embers, but they we like doing that. Sometimes there's so many, they, they argue over each other. There's plenty for everybody. <laughs> but they, but they fight it? each other off. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, yeah. they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, that dog fights are half the fun in the fall, yeah. especially when those, those little... Oh, yeah. uh, Rufus Hummingbird Shaw. Thanks, okay. Richard. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye, Richard. Right. Thanks for calling. Trace, hang on the line. Hang, hang with us and talk with Bo a second. 210-308-8867. Hey, Bo, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? How are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Doing okay. You? I'm doing fine. It's hot. I'm calling you from College Station, Texas. I live over in College Station, and I listen to you guys on the, on the, on the phone. All right. Wow. wow. Good man. Yep. Yep. Giga Maggie. Milton so, uh, and I won't hold that against you. Yeah, we'll still try to give you good answers. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Well, I bought a house about a year ago, and uh, down in the lower part of the yard, I'm going to have what I call a grove of post oak trees. And we had to have some work done, some dirt work done, because there's a retaining wall down there. And inevitably, I lost three of the six trees. The other three survived, and I'm looking at them right now, and they look great. Unfortunately, I got to have some more work done because uh, oh. the wall wasn't done properly, and so I'm, I'm, you know, pretty apprehensive about it. I was just curious, you know, you know, some insight on what causes that, and is there anything in the world that can be done to try to save them once the dirt work's done, or is there a time of year, or any kind of medicating, or, or what's the deal with it? Well. There's probably some local arborist there that knows every trick in the book. The problem is that post oaks are notorious. They just, you know, we talk about here all the the live oaks uh, driving over them, digging around mm-hmm. them, and they they survive. But post oak, you look at them cross-eyed, and they yeah, that's they what have I was going to say. If you have bad breath around them, they may die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would. I, just, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, well, they're a nice tree, but they're really yeah. sensitive. Um, yeah, they make are. A, make, make a couple of calls to uh, 
arborist there and see if they got any hints with uh, any special ideas. But I'm, I'm afraid you're going to you're going to be in the same situation. You'll just have to get the work done. A minimal. Try not to drive on the roots or dig there, but if you have to, you mm-hmm. just got to do it, and then you just have to deal with it afterwards. Do you think the forestry agent would go over there? The forestry agent? Maybe. Well, uh, they might give him some an advice. Arbor, an ar- yeah, I mean, any, yeah. anybody that's an expert, but an arborist has probably been, uh, has more experience trying to keep an individual tree alive. Than Replace those with uh, a Schumard oak or... Or uh, Texas red oak, or even burro, burbar oak, or uh, chinkapin. Chinkapin oak. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, and, and and if I lose them, you know, of course it's an area that that needs trees. I just hate it. I mean, these things are thirty foot tall. You know, they they look great oh. and provide good coverage for the yard. So I just hate the thought of having to start over. So I was just hoping there was some trick up the sleeve, but maybe some arborists around here on the university might know something that could help me out, try to keep them alive. Yeah. They, yeah, they might want to sell you something, too. Yeah, well, get, just tr- <laughs> try some try some that are uh, practical, and uh, maybe your your neighbor's got some ideas of who, which ones are good to call. Yeah, Thanks, bro. yeah I might try Tell us what happens. All right, thank you. Good, right, good luck. Right, I'll call y'all back in a couple of months. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. And Trace is up on the porch with us. All right, Trace. Hey, Trace. How's the blood drive doing? See, he's behind Uh, some kind of bush up there. There's a lot of people back there. Good, 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 good. Still about 30 minutes. And then the site screening, we had out. We had Sam and David up here, so they came and talked about that. So, And 75 pairs of glasses. That's terrific that Millburg has collected. I didn't count them. No, uh, Sam did. Sam, Sam said so. Yeah, so what's going on? Well, um, got this thing here. All right. It's hard for me to see. So Looks it's, that, it's that time. It's time for, for the plant, plant of, of the, the weekend. weekend. <laughs> Al is always on the ready when he hears I, your voice. I was uh, I was wondering there for a second. <laughs> All right, so I got I found this in Louisiana. And it's a new viburnum, so I I had to try it because it, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, the foliage is a little little different than your normal viburnums, and the heights uh, interested me. So this one uh, it's called Snow Joey. Oh, and so it's a white bloom, just like most of them. Uh, full sun to part shade, six to eight high, and four to six wide. So. In places where Sandanqua gets too big, this may be a, a great uh, alternative with a different look. Now, being a viburnum, it should be deer-resistant. Uh-huh. And uh, relatively, uh, it says it's hardy to zero degrees, which I don't think we have that happen very often. No. So we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about deer. And it's new. So, Is it mentioned shade? Yes. It says uh, full sun to part shade. All right. And this is a Southern Living exclusive. All right. And so they're running it out. I'm sure you could find some articles written on it. But yeah, this, was, this was the first time I actually had seen it available. Took me about two minutes to find uh, stuff, and there it is on the Southern Living uh, site. And it's pretty. It's pretty white flowers. So it's uh, it's 29.99. Uh, they're still uh, patented. 
So uh-huh. they're they're still collecting that. So maybe years before the the price comes down. But I think it's a very be very interesting uh, addition to a landscape, especially in deer country. Looks like a uh, nursery three. Huh? Uh, what are they calling it? I think it's a, I think it's a five. Five. Wow. We're, we're talking about we're, the pot. We're yeah. uh, te- teasing about the uh, the size of the nursery containers. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's an actual five or a, a number five. All right. So how many do we have? And twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, we got about twenty five. Oh wow. Okay. So if you want one, can they call the two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero? They can. Although we didn't talk about it in this morning's meeting, Uh-oh. so uh, they may not know exactly what you're looking for, but they can figure it out. Okay. And this is kind of an experiment, right? Uh, but it got a lot of publicity in Southern Living. It's yeah. If it's in Southern Living, should should work here. It says uh, zones seven to nine. Do they mention that it's deer resistant? They, they don't. Probably don't. They don't. But pest resistant. It should be. Yeah, it should are be. Deer, are deer considered pests? Yeah. To some people. Absolutely. <laughs> it says it's pest resistant. <laughs> um, Cool. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We've been talking about a couple of things uh, you pointed out, and we've seen it. The foxtail ferns moving back and forth in front of us as people are buying yeah. them. Yeah. So you've got those on sale. You want to talk a little bit about them? Sure. Uh, foxtail fern, it's, it's probably the easiest to grow plant next to asparagus fern. Same family. Uh, so it has that brilliant green foliage that's conical, kind of flops around in the wind. Uh, the regular six ninety nine, I believe we did five eighty eight, and if you buy two or better, it's five dollars. Yeah, two for ten. Two for ten. So um, I knew it would sell well because it always sells, uh, and then on sale, it sold even better. Yeah. yeah, some some people are. That's all they're buying is that plant. Well, my my wife is only allowed that family, so she gets asparagus <laughs> fern and foxtail fern. Yeah, because she can keep them alive. And you got sago palms on sale too. We do uh, four for a hundred. Four for a hundred dollars. A lot of people are using those. Now they're they're relatively uh, easy to grow too. Yep. They are. Yeah, you just. Uh, I think your autograph is being requested, real quick. Um. Uh, oh no. Okay, am I wrong? <laughs> oh, she's got the thing. The sign. Anyway. Oh, any. Also. Well, okay. Did you want to? Uh, we'll, we'll finish it, and I'll go over there. Okay. Cool. Alrighty. Um, and then we've also Jerry. It's not on sale, but it's certainly for sale. He noticed the Budlia. We've seen a lot of yes. people walking back with uh, forth. Two that. colors. They're beautiful. Yeah, the, the, we've seen the uh, the purple or one. I already told them it needed constant. 210-308-8867. <laughs> Again, 210. We're busy here today, man. Yeah, I know. It's a good thing. 210-308-8867. In the break, we'll mention that we've got uh, Porterweed. we got the Red Dwarf, of course, which is uh, beautiful ones we like. But we also got a few of the, yeah. b- the blue regular size in small containers. That are available too. That they're only three ninety five. They grow relatively fast. Uh, so if you're look, you uh, had great luck with porter weed in the past, or you want to try it, it's again that's one of the one of our all all star butterfly plants in terms of nectar. Yeah, Humming, hummingbirds love it too. Yeah, another another plant that uh, 
I've, I've not seen on sale here, at least this year, is Oleander. Yeah, I saw that too. I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, There's a good selection. Yeah, it says uh, best uh, fl- grow, fast growing flowering shrub, best used for screens or windbreak. Noted for its tolerance to poor soil, heat, and drought. Standard and dwarf varieties are available. Uh, I think the dwarf varieties were developed by uh, uh, the man at Mirner in uh, Corpus Christi. But uh, they they didn't put deer resistant in here. It's deer resistant. Oh, okay. Is that, is that means if the... In the case of oleanders, if the deer eats it, it's a dead deer. <laughs> no. Well, I, don't, I think it's distasteful to them. Yeah, the deer are too, too, uh, too smart to continue eating something yeah. like that. We were, <laughs> we were uh, going to make uh, the oleanders developed by Texas A&M uh, Texas Superstar. Oh, wow. And know. and uh, some of the big box stores said they wouldn't gonna carry them because they're poisonous. <laughs> Welcome to the club, huh? And they always <laughs> they always talk about uh, the person taking a stick off of an oleander and using it to uh, roast hot dog. No. And which made the hot dog poisonous. But uh, that, that's been largely disproven. Oh. Because uh, that's folklore. But uh, the, if, you, if you ever chewed on an oleander stem, you realize it's pretty distasteful. Now, with that said, <laughs> I used to say that it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt the horses or cows. But one of my better volunteers cut out, cut some oleanders off of their fence and stacked them up. Oh no! And the the cows ate them and killed them. Oh, oh wow! We killed one or two of them. Huh. So well, uh, well you know, it, we, if you consume enough of it, uh, yeah. I guess they are poisonous. Well, and Jerry, I Jerry and I are uh, generally poo poo that idea of there's so many of those uh, poisonous plants out there but there are a few it's like the oleander is, yeah. is this example another one that uh, veterinarians if you quiz them what actually affects uh, pets are uh, our, our palm uh, sago palm the fruit hmm. on the sago, right, yeah. sago palm for some reason is uh, I guess because the shape is attracts pets or uh because it's uh, clo- close to all the activity, but that that one is actually does cause some problems. So you, you, uh, good news is that you can cut those fruiting bodies off pretty quickly. Yeah, it, uh, the foliage doesn't bother anything, but the fruiting bodies are are not recommended to keep around pets. Well, let's do this. Trace had to walk off uh, and help a customer, which is uh, what we want here. And um, let's go to a break now. So if he does come back, and uh, we can talk about what else we have. Uh, and let's, can we, if anybody wants more information, go to plantanswers.com. We've got quite a few articles. Oh, on the oleanders? No, on all the. Oh, yeah. does your. Um, uh, 
plants that are a problem and how to deal with them. All right. Uh, We'll be back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Warren, the RV wingman for the RV Show USA, Sundays at 6 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and I want to tell you what's going on at Millburgers this Saturday. We're going to have some great, great events this Saturday at Millburgers, including a blood drive from 10 to 2, and the Lions Club free kids' site vision screening at Millburgers from 9 to 2. I want to encourage you to go to the website, millburgernursery.com, to find out how you register and get an appointment for these great, great nonprofits that make a big difference in San Antonio. Right now, blood is an extremely short supply. And when you go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, you can find out how you can donate at Millburgers. They've got nice gifts for you just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has some great uh, gifts for you as well. And this week at Millburgers, you're going to find savings on butterfly weed and pentas, lantana, vitex, gold star esperanza, Crepe Myrtles, Oleanders on sale, wow, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Have a chair and sit down and get you Gonna hear some news of the military nature Relax while I give you the latest report Sport There never was a finer sight When all our boys were fixed to fight On D-Day, 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 D-Day We hope they'll soon be coming back For now they're on a solid track Since D-Day, 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 D-Day and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210 I'd never heard that song by now. That's pretty cool, Al. All right, 210-308-8867. You know, uh, some of our local people are having a D-Day, so to speak. <laughs> yes. David Rodriguez is getting married yeah. at 3 o'clock. On Facebook. Time is closing in on him. Yeah. If he's going to make a run for it, he better do it now. I don't think David's going to make a run for it. I and, think David's uh, very happy. His, uh, uh, if you want to see the wedding and see what David looks like cleaned up, dressed up, uh, you can go to plantanswers.com on the bottom left-hand side of the, of the front page talks about the marriage and also talks about how to uh, watch the uh, the we- the webcast uh, uh, of, of the wedding since they can't have a congregation right and uh, it it uh, tune in at uh, 2:30 and the wedding actually starts starts at three so uh, I'm gonna leave leave uh, the show immediately so I can Go home and witness that. Now, if you get home at two forty-five, you understand you can still turn it on. Yeah, I, I guess if you can get on there after three. Yes, you can. So, uh, everybody that wants to support David and his new bride, uh, yeah, you give yeah. it a look. There you go. That'd be nice. I uh, got a note from uh, uh, Wild Seed Farms. And they've got a, a sale going on, 20% off 
A chocolate cherry sunflower. Huh. Oh, that's neat looking. Isn't that neat looking? Yeah. Uh, chocolate cherry sunflower. Yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> emphasize sunflowers enough. Yeah. They're a wonderful plant. And you talk, you talk about a good butterfly plant, that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of the best. Yeah. And uh, it's good for taking pictures of bees and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and, uh, and the seed-eating birds love them. They, they got 20% off of quarter pounds and pounds. And uh, they enter the discount code one, number one dad. wonder why they're using that term. It's Father's Day coming up pretty soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> so number, uh, number one, one dad. Oh, I heard number one bad. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> and check out. Online orders only, June 4th through 10th. And they also have 20% off of uh, Little Putt Mix. <laughs> Little Putt Mix grows 18 inches tall. Zinnias. Yeah, zinnias. A quarter of a pound and pounds. Enter discount code what? I don't know. Number one dad. All right. 210-308-8867. <laughs> Online orders only. 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. You haven't picked on Neil at all today, I don't think, have you? I haven't. Why would they? Did they pick on Neil last night? Oh, week? they were brutal to poor oh, Neil. Oh, man. <laughs> they just don't appreciate a good heart of hope. I know. What we don't have on sale that Neil writes about yeah. is Laura Pedlum. We have it for sale, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, it's for sale. What is Neil say about that? I think we had it for sale last week. Remember, we talked two two weekends ago. We talked quite a bit about it because it was we had somebody that uh, had a wonderful uh, uh, experience experience with it, and then they moved and moved it to a spot where it got more sun and it right. didn't perform the same. That's pretty much where uh, Neil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> morning, morning sun and uh, good soil and lots of water. Yeah, he got a question. Said my Laura Pedalum are turning spot splotchy, and yellow. What can I do to make them look better? Uh, <laughs> a healthy Laura Pedalum uh, would have reddish green foliage during the summer. While one that is deficient in iron would be yellowed in alkaline soils, which we have. Laura Pelham came on our market about 30 years ago, and many of us were mighty excited to see them. Some of that excitement uh, continues. For most part, those folks who live east of I-45, that means a garden where soils are acidic. Exactly opposite from what our souls are here in San Antonio. That matters to this plant. <laughs> anyway, the uh, it says the rest of us have less impressive stories to tell because our plants gradually faded from the rich burgundy red to streaked yellowish green. 
our plants became weaker and weaker, and many of us either lost them entirely or we got so tired of them looking bad, we removed them. So uh, they, they, he's, he's talking about uh, Laura Pelham has a problem in alkaline soil for uh, by it can't uptake enough iron or mm. the right iron. Yeah, and it's that's consistent with our experience. A lot of us. Yeah, it that we were told that Laura Pelham's needed acidic soils when we met them. We were told that we'd have to plant them in conditions similar to what we'd given azaleas and gardenias. Hmm. I don't think they're not quite that severe, but. <laughs> East Texas just took note and got out the shovels. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Central and West Texans, on the other hand, if they were smart, replace their native soil with 12 to 18 inches of highly organic planting mix. Probably a lot of sphagnum peat in that, too. Well, yeah, yeah, we could do that for our lawns and we'd even be yeah. in better shape, yeah. If <laughs> taller varieties needed deeper planting soil, while the small weeping types could get by with less. So uh, <laughs> a lot of people didn't 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 uh, heed that deal. Well, uh, I, I never realized they were that uh, sensitive to alkaline soil. Uh, well, I always always blamed it more on the heat and the sun. Yeah, that too. But well, which we've learned though, that if a plant is in a soil that it's not uh, happy with, uh, all those other things have become just more challenges. Yeah. Uh, Neil says you could try to add iron and sulfur soil acidifier to help the plants correct their iron deficiency problem. But that's very difficult to do on a sustained basis. You have to treat every four to six weeks in the summer if you have a real serious problem. Even that may not turn things around. Well, and if you wait until you're to the point where you have to treat, then it's almost impossible to treat. Yeah. If you do a preventative, it probably lasts a lot longer. Prepare the soil before you yeah. plant. Remember that much of the Texas irrigation water from municipal sources is even more alkaline than the native soil in those areas. That's weird. Further compounding the problem. Um, if the plant doesn't respond very well after you've added this uh, iron deficiency, uh, tried to correct this iron deficiency, if it looks as bad about a month or two later, perhaps you'll decide what I've done as long as I live in garden and alkaline soil, Laura Pedalums are on my never-again list. Mm. So anyway, uh, when, when they first came on the market, uh, they were testing them out at Color Spot, or Lone Star at that time. And Agnes Hubbard, who had several different selections of Laura Pedalums, some of them look terrible, and some of them look real good. I don't know whether they ever got the ones that look real good onto the market or not, but they were growing them in acidic mix, uh, or not acidic mix, a neutral mix, mm -hmm. I guess it would be. 
in, and, uh, in containers. And uh, some of them were still looking bad. Yeah. Maybe from your uh, hot weather. So be careful uh, if you if you have lower power. Some of your fern, Milton. Oh, is that the uh, yeah the foxtail? Yeah. yeah, we've seen a lot of people with that. Yeah. Uh, Neil also talks about spider mites. Can you believe it? Spider mites on tomatoes, beans, and other flowers and vegetables. And he describes the symptoms. Very fine tan modeling that you soon <laughs> learn to recognize. In fact, we had a guy last week, I think it was, sent in a picture of his tomatoes that were not looking well. And it had spider mites. Mm-hmm. Once you see the picture, you, you know it is. Uh, yeah, they're, they're so small, you could fit 20 of them on the head of a pen, Milton. Wow, that is small. That's mighty small. Ah, uh, spider mites. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Neil doesn't help very much. He says, Ask your nurseman to show you insecticide label for the control and be sure to spray both top and bottom leaf surfaces. Repeat after 7 to 10 days. Well, what we talked about a while ago on the, using the um, um, liquid seaweed is about the only thing that you can use on it. Hmm. And it's organic. Yeah, and even, that's good. And, and even, even that is not... And it works. Yeah, it was not, we wouldn't expect it to clear up a bad problem, but, right. it, but it can right. slow down. Okay, everybody, everybody tune in to David's deal. All right, it's coming up. You go to Facebook for more of that and uh, go to plantanswers.com, rather. Right. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to the docs, uh, and thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow.